The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. So I've had a baby, but not right before I started PA school. So today we have Nora on the show to share her experience and insights into finding out she was pregnant while about to start PA school and having an infant during PA school. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And today's episode is going to be a good one because... It's just so relatable and something that I get asked about a lot and just it's so great to hear from someone who is in PA school and doing well even with some unique circumstances. So I really admire Nora's story and how she um, made some tough decisions as far as what was going to work best for herself and her family, but ultimately she's killing it and doing way better than I think I could in PA school with the baby, but um, she's awesome, and you're going to hear from her in just a second. Before we get to that, um, there's a couple things I wanted to let you know about. So number one, AAPA is having a personal statement webinar coming up on January 26th. So I'll be involved with that. You're also going to hear from my PA resource, who is a sponsor of this podcast, and um, they are the go-to people for PA school personal statement editing. And that's a service you can look into. And if you want to hear more about just what should be in your personal statement, how to do it, all of those things, um, join that webinar on January 26th. I will be posting um, probably in the description, sending to the email list, trying to let people know um, a link to sign up for that. You do have to sign up so that they are able to logistically make it happen, but, um, it's going to be really great. And so that will be on the night of the 26th. I'm, I think it's at eight o'clock, but Eastern, but I don't want to say that hundred percent. So I wanted to let you know that that was coming up, which is really cool. And, um, now, oh, the other thing I want to add so if you are looking at using my PA resource, make sure you're using the code FUTUREPA on the website so that you get a discount on that service, um, which I do recommend. And we'll be talking more about that in the webinar and kind of what to look for in editing and how to work on your essay. Now, if you're working on it now or you need help working on it, we have developed a personal statement checklist as well as a kind of 
program to walk you through writing your personal statement or at least getting a rough draft in about two weeks. So if you go to the paplatform.com slash personal statement, you will find um, information on that and you just enter your email and we'll send you the checklist and then kind of get you started in that program to actually write your essay in just taking a few minutes each day um, so that you don't feel like you're staring at a blank page. Hopefully that will get you the jump start you need. Maybe not a finished product, but at least some words on paper. Um, the other sponsor of our podcast right now is PA School Prep, which is a online program that will help you to get ready for PA school. So if you have been out of school for a while or just feel like you want a refresher or just want to be at the top of your game, go to paschoolprep.com and you can use the code FUTUREPA there as well for a discount on that online course. Um, but it's going to prepare you in anatomy, physiology, med terms, and make sure that you have all the information you need for those tough classes that start right away in PA school. Um, all right, so let's get to our interview with Nora. Okay, um, well, my name is Nora Frampong, and I'm originally from Ghana, but I came to Minnesota about 10 years ago, and that's where I actually did my undergrad at uh, St. Cloud State University, and um, I have my undergrad in biomedical science. Uh, I was there for, I think, a good probably five years, and then I moved to Connecticut, where I live right now. And um, that's where I started working um, at the hospital as a CNA, and I've pretty much been here since then. And I just started PA school in August of 2019, so I'm done with my first trimester at Sacred Heart University. Okay. Um, did you know through undergrad and your experience and stuff that you wanted to go the PA route, or did that come kind of later on? Uh, later on, basically when I was almost about to graduate, um, I didn't actually know what a PA was until, uh, my brother, he was seen by a PA cause he had, he was, so he was born with cerebral palsy and then he also has epilepsy. So he was having seizures that were getting, um, worse. And so we saw a neurologist and on the team, there was a PA Anne, that's her name. Um, initially, I didn't know who she was, to be honest, because uh, she, she did talk to us a lot. I noticed she explained a lot of things to us. and She was really easygoing, but I didn't know what her role was until we started to actually talk. And she told me that she was a PA and this is what she did. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I was about to graduate. I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I was so focused on pharmacy for such a long time because my mom is a pharmacist. But then I realized that I, I wasn't really interested in that. And so um, I did shadow her and I decided, you know, this is this is something that I think I could do and I could possibly be good at it. I had a couple of more classes to finish and uh, before I could apply to PA school. So I decided to go ahead and do that and I did shadow a couple more other PAs and, you know, I was like, okay, so this is, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to um, talk to patients like the way she talked to us and, you know, explain things to us and made us feel very comfortable. And she really had the time for us. That's what I really appreciated most about her job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it came time to apply, you 
took the extra classes, got your experience, all that. Um, what did your application process look like? Uh, for the most part, it was pretty straightforward. I think um, the thing that I struggled with the most was my personal statement because writing is not my strongest suit. So I felt like I had so many things that I wanted to say and so many things that I wanted to share, but I just didn't know how to put it together. And so I did write my personal statement over quite a number of times, and I had different people read over it. I had um, a couple of PAs uh, look over it as well before I finally submitted it. That was like my last thing. I had gotten everything, my recommendations, um, my transcripts and everything, but the personal statement was the last thing that I finally applied to. I also um, didn't know how many schools I should apply to and if that was going to be like my first time applying, if that was going to be just like a test kind of cycle versus like my actual, like I'm going to apply and then start, you know, once I get into a program. So um, I was kind of like on the edge about it. It's like, oh, I'm going to try my best and get into school this cycle, but then I'm not going to, it's not going to be the end for me, basically. Uh, so yeah, those are the things I probably struggled with the most during the application cycle. But for the most part, it was pretty straightforward. So how many schools did you end up applying to? So initially, like I said, because I didn't think that um, it was it was, like, it was my test cycle, basically. Mm -hmm. so I, um, and then I got uh, three interviews. Wait, how I many did you apply to? Find one interview. I'm sorry. Say it again. Oh, sorry. How many did you apply to? Applied to five. Five. Okay. And then you got three interviews. Got it. Three interviews. And then I um, declined one and then I went for the two and I got into those two programs. Okay. Well, that's obviously you had an impressive application, um, and impressive <laughs> interview skills. Um, okay. So then tell us what happened. So, um, both of the programs that I got into were in New York because initially that was my plan. Um, I wasn't planning really on staying in Connecticut. I wanted to, I wanted to go to New York. And so, uh, I was just trying to decide between the two programs, which one I was going to, um, go to. And then I found out I was pregnant. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was, um, unexpected, uh, of course, but all the same is very exciting, but you know, it's like, what am I, what am I doing next? <laughs> yeah. So can you give us a timeline of kind of like when you were accepted, when you found out you were pregnant and when you were supposed to start school? Yeah. So, um, the first program I was accepted and that was in September, 2017. And then the other program, their cycle was a little bit different. So, um, I went for the interview, I think in March of 2018 and then, um, I found out like two weeks later. So uh, the first program is supposed to start in June of 2018. And um, the second one was supposed to start in August of 2018. And I found out I was pregnant uh, beginning of June of 2018. So right before like <laughs> the first program was going to start, I found out I was pregnant. At that okay. point, I was that program. Um 
for several reasons. Uh, but I didn't know how they would, you know, take it because I had, they didn't take a deposit. The school didn't, uh, didn't take a deposit or anything down like that. Uh, but I was already set with a roommate. Um, and I was just like, I don't know. I had taken like their medical terminology class. Um, and so I wasn't sure what to do next. Um, so I did call the program and I spoke to the director and I told you know, him, this is what's going on. So he was like, you know, um, you can defer because we've actually had a student like that last year who was in the same situation. Um, and so they did allow me to defer. And so I was like, you know, why don't I just keep my options open? So I called the other program because I never told them, you know, my answer for mm -hmm. uh, sure. And so I asked them just to see how, what, you know, their reaction would be. And um, they also said, you know, you could defer for a year because we've had students do that. So both, I deferred at both programs. So, okay. um, yeah. And then, uh, once it kind of sunk in <laughs> everything, I was like, realistically, it doesn't make sense for me to move to New York considering that my family is here in Connecticut. And if I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to be going to PA school, I'm going to need help. I can't go to New York if, you know, my family's here. So um, that's when I decided to reapply in the cycle. That was like a last minute thing because it was just like, I think, getting towards the end of the cycle. It was just kind of like, in, in like ugh, I can't go to New York possibly. So I just, let me just apply and see what happens. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I mean, I tried. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so brave. Um, but I think all of that just shows how much you really, really want to be a PA, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, no, this has been, I mean, once I set my mind to going this route, I was just like, you know, um, just because, you know, I'm going to be a mom or just because I'm going to have a baby, it's not going to be something that's going to necessarily stop me. It might, I might have to do things a little differently, but, um, I still definitely wanted to do that. And I thought, you know, the best thing to do at that point was to try to get into a program here in Connecticut and to be able to stay here in Connecticut. Okay. So you made your mind up kind of last minute to reapply, kind of forget the programs in New York, but you had proved to yourself that you could get into PA school, which is awesome. Um, so does that mean you went through interview the interview season pregnant? Yeah. So, um, again, I decided to apply, um, to two programs. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know why it's more than that. I applied to two programs and then I got a call for an interview. Um, the first program the, uh, for Sacred Heart, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. And okay. Um, at that point I was, that was in September I got the um, call for the interview, but the interview wasn't until November. So I think it was around seven months or so. So, yeah, I was showing. I was pretty pregnant at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was, it was nerve-wracking for me, but they definitely did not treat me any different okay. than any person that was being interviewed. Yeah, I didn't feel that at all. So you not, didn't um, feel like judge. They didn't ask you, you know, any specific 
questions no, it wasn't anything. going into the interview that you know they would maybe have these you know obviously like preconceived mm-hmm. like no know oh she's pregnant like how is she going to be able to do this and I had talked to um a PA that I had shadowed for quite a while and he told me that you know um I'm not gonna lie to you they people have of course you know people might have that like idea but what you could do is just you know come there and you know give your best interview that you can and do what you can so he was just like you know just give it your best in everything that you're going to do. And, you know, they're not even going <laughs> to think or, um, you know, they're not going to think that you're, think about like that's something that's going to be a factor. So I didn't definitely, I definitely didn't feel that at all. I felt very comfortable. Um, they made me feel very comfortable. Um, yeah. And the interview process went smoothly considering, again, I was like seven months pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So they accepted you? They did. Yep. So, um, they, their, their process is they interview everybody and then they make their decisions. And so, uh, I got a call, um, I think it was early January or somewhere around like mid January. I can't remember for sure, but yes, I didn't get a call and I was extremely, um, excited and, uh, I was so happy that it, things like fell into place. That's awesome. Okay. So then I guess your mind set had to shift to okay I'm going to be a student with a baby yeah so how old was your baby when you started PA school so he was um about almost six months okay and uh I so my plan was to get him enrolled in daycare before I started school so he started daycare about five months so that he could kind of get used to that and Mm -hmm. um there wouldn't be any like surprises right at the beginning or anything like that but of course my first week of PA school he was sick (laughs) and then I was just like oh that's like one of the challenges I guess like immediately that was thrown at me because because I don't know for other programs but uh my program um has attendance policy Mm -hmm. and class even you know if something like that happens or um that's where I started to really lean on my family for support and I think that's definitely one of the biggest factors for anybody that I mean in general PA school is tough and so having a good support system is important and especially when you have a child you need that help and so um I did talk a lot with my family about it before and I mean you hear about PA school being very um like limited with the time that you have for outside activities and how busy you are going to be but you don't really know how it's going to be until you you start and that's how I felt I didn't know that it was going to be like that like my schedule was going to be so packed until I actually started and so there were like adjustments um in between with like who had to pick up my son from daycare or who was going to watch him. I mean, if I was going to be able to make it and come back home at a time when I could pick him up or or something like that, sure. But if I can't, who's going to be able to do that? So I had, I did have conversations over and over with my family and tried to help them understand that, um, you know, this is not just regular, um, like college where I can maybe take a class part time or, you know, or skip class or, you know, something along like 
those lines. This is different and it's going to be intense. So I'm going to need all the help that I can get. And I'm fortunate enough to have a really great support system. That is definitely helpful. And even, I mean, we where I live, I have my family here and it's been great even just working, having them to step in when necessary. Because, yeah, you never know when they're going to get sick or who knows. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like kind of you had like backup plan on backup plan thanks to your support system. Um, how many people are in your class? There's 42 people in my class. Are there other parents? No. <laughs> I'm all <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm the only parent in my class, yeah. Um, there are people that are married, but, yeah, I'm the only one with a child. <laughs> gotcha. You have the, the little PA baby. Um, well, what? how have you found, I guess, what have you struggled with and what have you found that works as far as balancing time with just being a mom and a student and having kind of that, different family dynamic than someone who doesn't have those responsibilities? Um, so initially, I think it was, it was an adjustment for me because I had graduated in um, like December of December of 2013. So it's quite, it was quite a while since I was in school. And so just getting back into that. And of course, again, it's, it's different because you're taking they set the amount of credits that you're going to be taking and have a really pretty, like a pretty strict schedule. And so that was an adjustment for me initially. Um, I'm a visual learner, so it's really important for me to be able to see things versus just reading them. So I, what was really helpful for me was watching a lot of videos and that really helped in terms of when I didn't, so there, there were times when I didn't, get the help that I needed. Like if, um, you know, family wasn't available to watch my son, I would have to kind of balance along with him. And a lot of my studying actually came from me watching stuff on like either YouTube or osmosis, which I use quite a lot to listen to things or like listening to podcasts, um, and things of that nature. And so, watching videos or watching like uh sketchy med or pigmonic things like that that really helped me a lot especially when i didn't have help to um watch him so he would be here with me and i'd be just watching that in the background and that's kind of the kind of learner that i am so that's what works for me i think that's what um everyone should kind of see how is it that what works best for them kind of like because i might be a good visual learner but somebody might not necessarily like that so um i think that's what I did, and I think that worked pretty well for me. Um, other than that, I think also I'm the type of person that I didn't have the habit of, you know, studying every single day. When I was an undergrad, I would study whenever I had exams, basically. If I didn't have exams, I wouldn't really keep up with stuff. But here's a case where you really have to. Um, so every day, you have to at least go over, try to go over whatever it is that you did in class. And so that was a bit of an adjustment for me in the beginning. It is still an adjustment for me because it is a lot of stuff that we have. And, you know, we have exams as well every week almost. So I try as much as possible to at least, you know, for the most part, try to go over whatever I did in class that day. And 
um, that helps you to stay on top of things and not like, get too overwhelmed when you have an exam. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask a couple of questions that would be considered highly unethical in an interview setting. Um, but have you felt hindered in any way by having a baby in PA school? Like, do you think it has affected your performance? Or like you said, like, if you set your mind to something, you're just going to make it happen and you've been fine. Um, I don't think it has hindered me. Um, honestly, I think that, um, it did help me to kind of adjust in situations that were unpredictable because a couple of times during this um, semester, my son was sick. There were times that I had to take him to like the emergency room and then literally be in class in a few hours. So, I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. There were times when I kind of cried a little bit because I was little, but I think that made me, um, a little bit more motivated and it did show, show me that, you know, I could do things that I, I, cause I, if you could, if you told me this a couple of years ago, I'd tell you there's no way I could do that. No, like I'm not going to do that. Um, but it definitely showed me that, you know, I'm stronger than I actually think I am. And so I don't think it's hindered me. I, I rather think it's the opposite that I show myself that I can, multitask better than I can ever imagine, you know, especially when I don't have the help. I don't have anybody to watch him sometimes and having to manage that and study for exams, I've learned to better like uh, manage my time and try to use my time as best as possible and that I could do that. So I don't think that's hindered me in any sense really, no. Okay. So one question that I get a lot that I don't feel like I necessarily have been able to answer well because I can't answer it from a personal standpoint is people ask me when, like if like pre-PA people, when they should have kids. They will say, should I try to have my baby right before PA school so that they're a baby? Should I be pregnant in PA school? Should I be pregnant on interviews? Um, and I know you only have one real experience to speak from, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, if, if, um, if I didn't have a child probably before PA school, I don't think I would get pregnant in PA school just because it's, it's rigorous in terms of your, first of all, you're sitting for at least I mean, eight hours at a time. Yeah. Um, you have breaks here and there, but you know, let's just say you're in class from like nine to five, and that's basic, that's that's how my school schedule is. So that's what you're doing. Um, you obviously, you know, you can't avoid it all the time. When exams come up, I do get a little bit stressed out, a little anxious. So I don't think that's necessarily the most healthiest. Um, thing for somebody, especially when they're pregnant, first of all, sitting for such a long time, um, the chairs are not the most comfortable <laughs> to sit in for so long. Um, just um, that mental stress, you know, uh, anxiety, you know, you're, you should try to be as calm as possible when you're pregnant. And so being in that environment, I think that unless you're somebody that really is super great with um, 
managing your stress, I don't think that's like the best time. Things happen, of course, but like to actually plan a pregnancy during PA school, especially the didactic year, I don't think that um, is the best thing. I know some people do um, in clinical year, but I haven't experienced clinical year yet. So I'm not, I can't really say um, if that's like, you know, the best time, but I, I know I've heard before, like, if you're going to get pregnant in PA school, do it in clinical year versus, like, your didactic. But for me personally, I don't think I would in, like, PA school get pregnant. Um, I think it's also a personal choice, you know, before people, uh, like, if you want to have kids or what pe- when people want to have kids. and But you do have to realize that um, once you do decide to even if you do have a child right before PA school or if you have a child in PA school that you have to have people around you to help because uh that's like I think that's the thing that makes a huge difference it having that support like system having family whether it's family or whether it's friends or whoever it is that's going to help you you have to have people you know in your corner so um I think that's something that people should really think about before. And also, um, you know, there is a financial aspect to it as well. And um, being in PA school, if you're living off loans and if, or if you borrow loans and things of that nature, you also have to think about that as well, you know, because having a baby is, is, can be expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I think those good things Oh, you kind of alluded to it with saying, you know, that first week when your baby was sick and there's an attendance policy, like you're held to the same standard as all the other students, despite having a child, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't, and I don't expect them to um, say, oh, we're going to, you know, uh, be lenient on you because you have a child. No, you know, we're all in PA school, you know, and these are all choices that everyone made. I made, you know. Um, to, I mean, I'm a mom and I made a choice to come to PA school. I could have easily said, oh, you know what? I'm just going to forget about it. Wait, when my son turns a couple of years older, then maybe try again or something like that. I made a choice to come. So once I've made that commitment, I can't just, you know, um, it's hard. Of course, you know, when your child is sick, you know, to come to school. But I realized that I had to kind of... um, separate my mind mentally and, you know, put that away for a short while and then try to focus on what I'm doing in school and then, you know, switch over to that later. Cause otherwise, you know, you will get overwhelmed, especially being a mom. I think I never understood this until I became a mom, like how much you could worry about your child mm-hmm. and so, um, learning to come kind of come, um, separate, things and have the time for it and place for it is I think another thing that's really helped me so obviously you know I do have time to I try to make as much time as I can even to spend time with him when I get back from school I don't go immediately like dive into my school stuff I take some time off and spend a little time with him you know put him to bed that's usually what I do (laughs) put him to bed you know I get back to school stuff and that I think that's helped me also um feel a little bit better about things in general just being able to have a little time for him as well 
No, that's awesome. It sounds like you're doing well and you have time to talk to me on a podcast. So thank you so much. (laughs) Any last parting words or advice? Um, I think I would say, uh, regardless of if you have a child or not, if this is something that you want to do and, you know, and this applies to any, any field, like if it's something that you want to do and you're determined, I think that you can do it. People, um, really underestimate the power of like their mind and the power of like positive thinking and the power of like what they can accomplish. Like sometimes like you go through something and then you're like, Oh, I, wow, I actually did this and I never thought that I could do it. So I think that, um, you should never, um, think that something's not possible. I would always at least try. And that's one thing I would like to do for myself personally is always know that, you know, at least I tried to do it. Yeah. Um, I could have, or who knows, like maybe if I, um, if I never attempted to do PA school, would I have regrets? I don't want to have regrets later, you know? So I always try to, um, give my best and then see, you know, say that I tried and, you know, that's, that's worked for me so far. So hopefully, um, someone out there could be encouraged that, you know, being a parent does not mean that you can't uh, follow like your dreams or you can't achieve something or you can't do something better for yourself. And I'm always, always thinking about it also as I'm not just doing it for myself, you know, I'm doing it for my family now as well. And hopefully that goes a long way to make a better life for my family. And also uh, my son would be able to look back also and say, you know, mom, was able to do this while she had me and that would be a motivation for him hopefully well you are super impressive and I'm sure he will be very proud once he realizes what you actually do I hope so (laughs) no he will well thank you so much for taking the time to share just all of your advice and stories and I don't know that I could do what you're doing, but like you said, you don't really know till you're there. So exactly. Doing a great job. I'm glad I could have the opportunity to talk about my experiences and hopefully motivate somebody out there. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. All right. I'll stop the recording. No, this was great. I really, I really am impressed by you. I think that's, I mean, well, mine's one and a half now and she is wild. Oh, yeah, he's getting to that. He's almost, I can't believe it. He's almost going to be one next month. And they start moving and.